Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show with Val Hart. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Val, how are you doing this fine day? Hey, Scott. It's a fabulous day in the neighborhood. Awesome. <laughs> so, in uh, movie news, the Titanic is no longer the number one all-time best-selling movie. Yeah, that's that's really sad because I love the Titanic. It's one of my favorite girl uh, um, three Kleenex box movies. You know. <laughs> well, I remember seeing it too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the king of the world. That's right. Yeah. And um, so, take any guesses as to what movie uh, took its place? Well, here's the exciting part. My most favorite latest fabulous movie is Avatar, and I'm guessing that that's the one. Is that it? That is. Avatar replaced the Titanic. And the weird thing is, is I think they're both by the same director, James Cameron. That's right. I think you're right. And uh, Oh, God, I love that movie. You know, I saw it in 3D, and I just have to say, I was blown away. It was so brilliant, and I went with a good friend of mine who um, is, uh, does a, she's a shaman and has learned a lot about shamanism and she was blown away. She was telling me that a lot of the storyline was actually taken from Peruvian shamanism. Wow. So Yeah, so a lot of the, the theories to believe the way that the, the native people, the Navi, um, you know, were so connected to their planet, their world, the energy of the world. They had such a deep, wealth of knowledge and wisdom you know the wisdom tree i forgot what they called that wonderful tree but you know had they could plug into it and their ceremonies and the way they linked as a community was just so beautifully portrayed it really was and i went with a very good friend of mine who is a marine biologist Mm -hmm. and she was recognizing all of the plants and you know how they would walk at night and there'd be like the little lights where their feet were and everything mm-hmm. yeah 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 phosphorus phosphorescence uh-huh. from right. the night right. in, the, in the ocean and the diff- some, a lot of the plants that he would touch and they would zip down yes <clears throat> those were those were actual marine obviously they they weren't but they were like marine plants that she was aware of right uh, from her studies so wow. it was a yeah so there was a lot of like it was i don't i don't think that it was made up so much as it was a retelling of stuff here on earth yes yes absolutely i and i just want to make the point you know where the dr doodle show is about talking to animals and hearing their wisdom and their joy and sharing their experiences and you know opening that whole amazing world of our connection to other beings and plants are sentient you know, plants also think and feel and have energy and life force and, you know, um, they have deep, deep roots. And they're not just physical roots, they're energy roots, you know, into the, into the earth. And, you know, they have ties and connections to the beings on the planet and purposes and, and wisdom. Oh, my gosh, deep, deep wisdom in the, in the plants and the trees. So, yeah, I once communicated, this is a, a fun thing, um, uh, Scott, you know Dog Baron. Yes. And uh, I went and did, um, for the Baron Mastery Institute, I went and did his Quantum Life Mastery course, which is an awesome, awesome uh, five-day intensive immersive event on changing your life. 
And boy, it, it did. I mean, it lived up to all its promises. It was an amazing course. But one of the things we did is we communed with nature. And I went out, and it's in the heart of um, uh, one of the um, primal uh, rainforests um, north of Vancouver in Canada. And uh, we're up in the heart of the of the, the, the forest at Loon Lake Research um, Center. And <clears throat> I, I was communing with the trees. And I connected in with the trees, and uh, they were sharing their wisdom and their joy. And I could feel through this one tree that I was connected with that this tree was connected to all the trees in the whole forest. And it knew what was happening in the forest everywhere. It wasn't just one tree, you know, an individual. Um, it was a representative of, of an entire microcosm, an entire community of trees. Um, who had the purpose and job of, um, you know, uh, cleaning the air and providing homes for the the many animals who depended on them. And um, but they also, all the trees had also uh, tapped deep into the earth, Mother Earth. You know, and part of their job was to stabilize the energy of the planet. Um, and it was so much fun. I, I mean, I was just blown away by this tree and its wisdom it had some wonderful things to tell me personally but it also surprised me because it, it knew it told me that it knew my trees here at home in texas uh i'm thinking oh, oh my god and it said yes we know your trees there is uh, we know the trees all over the world we are in connected with you know it's like an interconnected complexity of um interrelationship like a, a tree internet a tree internet exactly you know, and so if you want to know what's happening on the planet, you literally could simply ask the trees. They know. Uh, and they know each other. Isn't that wild? So that is. it is very, very cool. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that was a fun little tidbit there. Um, so I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Did the trees seem to be, you know, happy with things or um, you know, it unhappy? Was, it, it, was, um, it was relatively happy. I, I don't know if happy is quite the right concept of emotion for the trees when i connect with trees it's a deep abiding wisdom and a very large long-term picture um, of a continuity you know a continuity of life a continuity of change um in fact at one point i had asked the tree um, to tell me about the history of the forest and it was like I was watching a movie, sort of like Avatar, because, you know, I, I could feel the, I want to say the weightiness of the presence of the wisdom of the energy of the trees, you know, and how, how they hold the space for life on the planet. And they were, this tree was showing me that all of the things that had happened in their area, you know, the the loggers that had come in, the trees remembered when this resort was built. Uh, they remembered the the brothers or the brethren that they lost or the family members that they lost, you know, that went to help create this beautiful log cabin resort and how they felt about that. And it, it they went on and on and on and they shared with me how vast the forest used to be and how small it felt to them now. Um, and that other forest, you know, they told me about other ones around the world and how that many of them felt the same. Um, and they kept taking me back in time. I asked, you know, can you show me the beginning of how this began? And they literally took me, uh, you know, who knows how many uh, gazillion years <laughs> into the past. 
um, but they they have the ancient ancient memories um, you know, where, of where life came from. So, you know, there is so much wisdom on our planet. All we have to do is learn how to open ourselves to ask um, and to approach our our fellow beings on the planet um, with respect. You know, that was one thing I loved about the, the movie Avatar. The people had respect for all living beings. Mm-hmm. You know? One of my favorite parts was when <clears throat> he gets lost in the woods the first time, mm-hmm. separated from everybody, and those uh, the pack of dog-like animals attack him, and the girl saves him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, thank you, and what a relief. And then she's mad at him. Right. And he doesn't understand... Well, because she had to kill some of those animals because of his ignorance. Yes. And I thought, oh, that was, you know, really right. good. Right, right. You just knew how to behave properly. You weren't such an idiot. Right. Those animals would have been just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and isn't that the truth? I mean, that's the truth of all of us, you know, today with animals. If we only knew how to listen to our animals, you know, then how many of them wouldn't be losing their life, Right. Um, needlessly. Needlessly. Uh, I, one of the people that I worked with, um, they, she had a dog. I believe the dog's name was Jody, and Jody started becoming very aggressive on the leash, and um, when they were out, you know, and about and stuff, and that her people were really worried that the dog had bitten, you know, other dogs and people, and they thought they were going to have to put her down. And when we talked to the dog, it turned out to be a complete misunderstanding. The dog thought that she was doing what her people wanted her to do. Um, And the reason she thought that is that her people had been watching either a movie or something on TV. It was something on TV, and I don't know if they were watching a movie or a news show or something, but the people got the impression they were watching stories about animals um, attacking, you know, uh, and hurting people and killing them. Um, you know, no, that's been in the news and the media a lot. You know, periodically, mm-hmm. um, and they were there was also it might have been a news show, but they were also you know uh, it, receiving the impression and story of other bad people attacking and hurting innocent people, and so the dog is watching and listening to all of this, and she decides that she has to protect her family. Oh my God, there are bad people and bad dogs out there. And besides that, my people are scared, and it's my job to protect them. And so she did what made sense to her from her viewpoint. And, right. right. And so once we talked to her, she said, well, that's what I thought they wanted. And, you know, they're like, oh, no, no, no. So we got to discuss the, the misunderstanding, the miscommunication. And I helped Jody understand the bigger picture. Um, and we gave her the positive suggestions for what her family really did want. You know what, Scott? Her behavior changed almost immediately. Mm-hmm. She went, oh, I don't have to act that way. Well, that's a relief. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> it was really hard for me. Like I didn't anyway. like doing that anyway. And I didn't know my, that my life was in danger, you know, because my people were going to have to put me down if I kept doing it. I just thought I was doing what my people wanted me to do and what I thought made sense to protect them. So, right. I, so it makes so much sense to me. Um, you know, once we learn how to listen, uh, the, the world has so much to share with us. 
So anyway, I love right. Avatar. I, you know, the the dragons, the way they connected in with the beings on the planet. You know, they had a wonderful tail with the, um, I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah. I know the the microfibers. You know, the the uh, whatever yeah. the light fibers that connected in. The optic. The optic, the optic nerve, fibers. Yeah, the optic nerve nervous system that connects with everybody. Um, but I thought that was brilliant and beautifully portrayed. And, of course, the reality is is we don't have to have a fiber optic, you know, we don't have to, you know, plug our fiber optic hair into, you know, our animals' tails or something. <laughs> uh, or their ears, you know. We don't have to, to in, do the coaxial cable into their ears. We actually have a wireless system called telepathy. <laughs> so That's right. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so what was one of your favorite scenes in Avatar? Oh, my God. Um, well, you know, the horses were wonderful. I loved the horses. Um, and then I also adored the dragons, the way that they connected with the dragons and how that the people had to earn the dragons' respect. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Um, I loved the trees. I loved how they... I don't, know if I don't know that I had a favorite one. It was so massively amazing, the whole show. The way, the way that the... Um, the main character, I've forgotten his name, but the way that he, it's like that when they first, when the tribe first took him in and decided that they would try to teach him, they doubted that humankind would be able to learn. You know, they really doubted our ability to, uh, you know, to, to grow up, basically. And uh, so to me, part of the, the beauty of the movie was that, yes, that we all can grow up. We can all connect when we see the world properly, when we know how to understand our world. So, uh, did you have another favorite part? Well, being a guy, uh-huh. my uh, my favorite part was uh, when he he was cast out, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and basically the, all the destruction, everything else, and he knew that he had to do something and. And he said, I guess i got to take it to another level. Yeah. And goes after that big, huge dragon. Yes. Jumps on his back in midair. I just thought, like, whoa. Wow. You know, he's going, take it to the next level. It never occurred to me. i got to, you know, move from my, my comfortable little dragon here to that big monster that just about killed me. Yeah, yeah, ago, but right? no one but one other person has ever managed to, you know, to right. connect, you know, and, and to connect with. Which, and I guess you just brought up a good point, right? If one person has been able to do it, another person could do it too. Yes. And that really gives uh, hope for those of us that wonder if we can ever really communicate with our animals or are are kind of lost in that, right? Right, right. uh, you communicate so well with yours, and you're definitely an inspiration for me. And in in oh, good, thank you. Know, you. My, my girlfriend has a, a an old old dog, and yeah. we just have a great time with him. Yeah. And uh, but it's you know he acts certain ways when she goes like she goes away on trips and stuff. Sure. And, and then it's like oh you're acting so needy, Milo, and this and that. And I says well, and I just listened to what you said, right? And I said yeah. to her, well, did you tell him that you're coming back? He probably thinks you're never going to come back. Right. Goes, yeah. And then so the last t- couple times she's gone away, it's mm-hmm. my vote. I'm going away, but I'm going to come back, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> and he spent five days with me and was just happy. I mean, he, oh, my he, gosh. He's always happy with me, but he was really, really happy to, to be with me. Wonderful. Missing, yeah. you know, loneliness or 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know when we don't remember to tell our animals what's going on, how do we expect them to know? <laughs> how do we expect them to to know how to behave? You know, or what to expect, or what's really happening, or what's really needed. In fact, my feeling from Milo uh, this morning is that he would also like to know his job. So, you know, part of his job with your um, your significant uh, girlfriend is, you know, to uh, to help her protect. I mean, he knows what his purpose is with her. He's not as sure what his purpose is with you, right? So uh, you might just be really clear. Take take a moment to think about that. What could Milo do to help you? you know, and I, uh, you were telling me, um, <laughs> I love this. You were telling me about him coming up and you rubbing him, or we were laughing about, um, you know, him having a doggy orgasm, a, a, a donkasm, yeah. <laughs> turning into jelly dog. Um, so uh, what I'm thinking, one of his jobs might be I mean think of how wonderful it felt to you to connect with him that way and didn't you feel some of his joy when he went into his ecstasy of you rubbing him just the right oh, spot sure. yeah yeah so that that was part of his gift to you I mean he had the joy of the experience but he shared it with you because he's got a big heart you know yeah, he really lo- he loves he loves I mean, you can tell he really does love you um, he's just not quite sure what all you and he are supposed to be doing together yeah, he's yeah, figuring it out. Yeah, he's figuring it out. Um, <laughs> me, well, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been around animals, but I've never had my own pet ever. Oh, my gosh. So he's yeah. he's doing uh, double duty. <laughs> he's trying That's to catch right. you up. <laughs> you up on all of that. I love that. Yeah. So, That's um, right. Um, I, that reminds me, I'm, I'm hearing my dog uh, bark also, Einstein. And I, the other thing, I just, this is just kind of fun. Um, I've taught him some wonderful tricks. And I started doing socialis- socializing with him uh, the, when I first got him at eight weeks old. And um, anyway, so we've done all kinds of things together. And I, you know, I, I started teaching him things immediately. You know, come, sit, stay down, wait, um, with voice and also hand signals. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, he had all of that down within a week. Uh, so at eight weeks old, wow. this dog knew, come sit down and stay. <laughs> um, voice and hand signals. Um, I also started teaching him um, um, uh, uh, logic game. Oh. Really kind of fun. Uh, so... You know, what I would do is have his little playpen and situate it in such a way that in order to get what he wanted, he had to remember that he had to go through the sort of maze that I created for him. He had to go uh, a completely different direction, follow my hand signals, and go the way I pointed him in order to get what he wanted. So I would put treats or his toy or something in, you know, in the center of his little maze um, and then direct him and coach him and have him remember how to figure out how to get there, uh, which is very cool. You know, when you do that sort of thing, your, their brain starts developing because it's being challenged, you know, to yeah. think new thoughts and to engage in the world in a different way. And, and I mean, this is such a smart dog. I call him genius in a dog. His name is Einstein. And uh, we, just, we just a little bit uh, posted one of his new, new games, and that's that he's learned how to shut the door. And so when he comes, it's posted on YouTube if anyone wants to go look. So it's a Val Hart and Einstein 
uh, demonstrates shutting the door. And uh, so when he comes in from the from the yard, um, he usually will bang that door open. And uh, so what I decided is to teach him to you know to shut the door. Yeah, you know, shut the door behind you. And so he's what it, able to come in on his own. And now you've yeah. taught him how to the proper right. way. If you're going to come in through the doors, you right. uh, shut the door when you're done. It's, exactly. We don't live in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> so shut the door. And so I little just say, you know, I'm saying shut the door. And he runs to the door. It's the cutest thing. He's on his hind feet. Paws are up on the door. And he bounces and hops and hops until he gets it moving. And then he pushes it and it slams shut. And it is so cute. He just... He thinks it's the best trick in the world, and I think he's the best dog in the world. So <laughs> You're both right. I think we are. And so, you know, um, what I want people to do is be inspired to teach their animals things. You know, right. engage their brain. You know, they're, they're not just a physical body. They're, they're emotions. They're emotional. They reason. They've got a great mental aptitude. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they can learn pretty much anything. Uh, and just for fun, um, you know, Einstein knows the name of all of his toys. Not, maybe not all of his toys, but at least ten of them, and he has tons. Um, he knows the difference between which one. Um, and so if I ask him to go find monkey, he knows which one that is, and he'll go find it and then bring it back. Um, wow. You know, so, I mean, there's just so much he can do. We're currently working on the difference between his right front paw and his left front paw. Um, so when I ask him for the right front paw, I want him to give me that one, not the other one. So, I mean, you can do anything with your dog. And, and the more you teach them, the more they want to learn and the more fun it is. So, you know, and, and, and animal communication, by the way, when you're doing training, animal communication is the secret code. It's like the secret key um, to making training be effortless and smooth and fun and a joy for both of you. Because when you're, when you're talking about what you want them to learn, and you can show it to them, demonstrate it to them, you know, be very clear what the signals are, what you want them to do, the joy of the game, um, then they get it so quickly and that makes it so much easier for both of you. Especially, right. yeah, especially if you are, you're able to hear them and they can tell you what they're not clear about. You know, yeah, or, excellent. yeah, or, uh, what didn't work for them or, you know, what I find is that often when we're trying to train, we're actually doing something extraneous or strange, um, something uh, that our animal's picking up on, but we're completely unaware of, you know. And so they're looking at us going, what the heck do you really want? I really don't understand. And, uh, and if we are able to hear them, then we can go, oh, I'm sorry, I was giving you the wrong signal. I understand now. When I, I thought I was giving you one signal, I was giving you something else. Or you were picking up something else. So makes right. a big difference. So, so Val, do we have a, an animal talk tip for everybody today? We do. We do. Thanks for asking. Um, I reminded myself of Julia Childs there for a minute. We do. We do. <laughs> so my tip for the day is, and this is important, so write it down. Animal talk meets you exactly where you are right now and it starts right now as soon as you're aware of the concept you're already in the game and so you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to do anything special except really and truly feel your love for your animals and take the time right now to express your appreciation for them 
And that's where all communication really should start, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It just as much with uh, anim- people as well as, as you said, humans or animals. Yes, that's right. And yeah, and remember that this this animal communication work and, and you know the connecting with animals and learning from them is really a spiritual journey into self and relationships, and that makes all our relationships better, not just the ones with our animals. Especially you know when we take the time to say thank you every day and express our appreciation for the many gifts that we receive um, and that they share with us um, then you know everything changes it's like the whole thing shifts right in that point so I I think that that's the fundamentally most important tip Um, it's kind of an attitude change or an attitude shift Um, but you start with giving appreciation and thanks yeah yeah so uh in terms of appreciation and thanks, uh, I understand you have a free gift for all our listeners. I do, I do. Thanks for reminding me. I have a free CD on my website. It's called Discover Five Secrets About Animal Communication. And these are, if, if, if that tip kind of touched your heart, you, you know, if you connected to it, if you understood it, um, then um, go and get my free CD. It's just a, it's on my site. You'll see it. It's wonderful. Uh, there are tips that you're going to be able to use and put into into effect right away. And uh, hopefully, you'll learn how to become the the real Doctor Doolittle in your own life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, and so, let's see how do people go there. I suspect yes. you would need to know my website. So <laughs> go mm-hmm. to www.valheart.com and it's V-A-L-H-E-A-R-T dot C-O-M and you'll find all that stuff there. I also have a series of expert animal communication tips that are also free and when you subscribe you get my complimentary newsletters. So uh, we'd love to have you join our family of animal lovers and and um, be delighted to hear uh, um, about you to get, get to meet people. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Val. That was a, that was a lot of fun, and we appreciate everybody taking time out of their day to join us and uh, come back next time. Next week, we're, we'll have a, another show talking about animal communications. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Scott. You've been listening to the real. Thanks, Val. You've been listening to the real Doctor Doolittle show with Val Hart. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.